Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. You are tuned into Solutions Watch. And this week on the D program, we're going to start with a listener email that I got in from a listener, KT, who writes, I'll begin by saying thank you, Mr. Corbett, for all that you do and the manner in which you do it. To your knowledge, has anyone compiled a list of corporations, corporations which must be boycotted to negate their abilities to control trade, provide funding for, and contribute to global tyranny and oppression. The obvious ones are those with visible ties to organizations such as the Rockefellers and the Gates, Big Tech, Pharma, Chem Industries, etc. However, as you are well aware, those groups alone have an enormous number of subsidiaries, shell entities, and partner groups through which they profit. I would think there would be a few, or perhaps at least one, economists, market analyst types to have realized that they have a conscience gone rogue and mapped out the tangle of the largest industrial threats to the well-being of humanity and attempted to share it with the world. Your work provides a wealth of knowledge to refer to when trying to gain insight as to these conditions. I'm grateful. All right, thank you for the email, KT. And it's a very good question that you ask, and I think it's starting to go along the lines of where I'm thinking about for this week's edition of Solutions Watch. You are bringing up the the age-old tradition of boycotts, boycotting those products, companies, and services uh, that are either members of organizations or whose companies are directed by members of organizations that we do not want to support with our dollars or that are working towards ends that we do not support, aims, values, goals that we do not agree with. And this is an age-old political tradition, and of course we can look to paradigmatic examples like the Montgomery bus boycott as an idea of how this can be used politically to change the political conversation, to overturn ideas or affect societal change, affect change in industries, etc. So it is an important tool in the tool belt. Although you will notice that today's episode is not entitled Boycotts, but Bycots, and I'm talking about that for a very specific reason, one that should be familiar to my listeners, specifically those listeners who are already familiar with my back catalog and my 2013 podcast episode on solutions, boycotts, and bycots. Well, the basic premise of today's episode is so remarkably simple that even a child could follow the, the logic behind it. So let's think of a case example. Let's imagine a morbidly obese man who goes to eat at McDonald's every single day. And at a certain point, he realizes that there may be some linkage between the crap that he's ingesting at McDonald's and his morbid obesity. And he becomes outraged at McDonald's. Well, I can't believe this corporation has been feeding me this crap all this time. This is at least partially why I'm so horribly obese. I'm really angry at McDonald's. Well, this man has two ways to direct his anger. The first would be to start some sort of political campaign, start some awareness campaign, start some lobbying campaign to try to get McDonald's to change its menu so that they would start feeding him healthier options. Well, we should we should make sure that, that McDonald's isn't allowed to sell bad food to me. We should make sure that they can only sell healthy food so that no matter how much I eat there, I will become a healthy, fit individual. Or the person can simply stop eating crap at McDonald's. I don't think, again, it takes very much contemplation to understand which of those two methods is more effective. And yet when it comes to the idea of fighting the New World Order that we talk about here on the podcast regularly, 
the concept of actually taking personal responsibility for what we can affect at our own local level still seems to fly over the heads of many people. Actually, I don't think it really does. That's a cop-out. It doesn't fly over their heads. They just don't want to do it because taking personal responsibilities for one's actions is never a fun thing to do. So there are a lot of people who will make excuses for why they don't need to stop feeding the beast that is enslaving them. What they really need to do is make sure that the government will come in and regulate that beast or that they'll uh, they'll ask the corporations on bended knee oh please pretty please stop enslaving us no the the personal responsibility that we all have to take is i think one of the key cruxes of this entire issue and again a child could understand this logic yes do you want to be the fat man raging at the government to please make mcdonald's sell me healthy food or do you want to be the person who is gradually getting thinner because you have stopped buying things from McDonald's and started buying healthier options from other places? I think the choice is obvious when you put it in that framework, but that does require a conscious deliberation and a conscious direction of energies that I don't think is necessarily taking place at a mass level right now, but should be. And if you are watching Solutions Watch, I'm assuming it's because you are already at the point where you're ready to start directing your time, energy, attention, and money towards other sources. So I think we're broadly in agreement that this is something that needs to happen. Although maybe not, uh, I, 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 maybe I would frame it slightly differently. Again, the, ep- the title of today's episode is not boycotts, it's boycotts. So let's get to that in a moment. First, I will direct you once again to that previous Corbett Report podcast episode. If you haven't seen it yet, or if you haven't seen it in a long time, please rewatch it. I think there's a lot of valuable information in there. I talked to Kim, Tim Kilkenny about open source software and how we can get around um, some of the big tech uh, roadblocks that have been put in our way. Um, I, I talked to uh, James Evan Pilato and his wife, Cassie, uh, about their uh, efforts to get off of the supermarket grocery system and to source local and healthier options. I talked to Aaron and Melissa Dykes about the same idea of getting off of the food control system. As often, I think the boycott idea comes back down to the very, very basic, simple, fundamental level of food. As James Evan Pilato often remarks on MediaMonarchy.com, he often says, you know, I've been boycotting Raytheon my whole life, but it hasn't ended the military-industrial complex, but I can actually choose what I purchase um, for for food and sustenance and other such basic, uh, basic staple items. So there is, I think, definite value in this. But let's turn back to that question of, uh, specifically KT's question, is there any list, any comprehensive list of companies we should be boycotting? Well, we should be boycotting for what particular purpose? For uh, specifically with regarding to the, the biopharmaceutical, chemical, and coming transhuman uh, convergence rollout that's taking place through the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and Big Pharma and Big Tech. And does that include big food? And so what do we include in that? And then, well, what about the sort of broader global governance issues and the military industrial complex and the big tech corporations? Uh, Again, it starts to get a bit overwhelming. I could, for example, and I will throw in the links to various organizational and, and, and company charts Um, For example, in the food space, you probably want to boycott all of the major big food conglomerates, the Kellogg's, the uh, Mars, uh, Danone, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, Nestle, Wrigley, uh, General Mills, all of these companies that themselves own many, many, many different brands that you are likely to see and perhaps purchase on a daily basis. If you are shopping at the supermarket, it's almost impossible to ignore, uh, to, to, to boycott all of those brands, but 
I'll put the link in so you can take a look at that. Or you could look at the American Empire and its media, looking at the Bilderberg slash CFR slash Trilateral Commission members who sit on the boards of and or own and or are hosts and public faces of the various media organizations in the U.S. and inevitably around the English-speaking world. Um, but of course, you want to couple that up with the actual ownership charts of who owns which particular brands of, uh, of news that are being presented. So you'll want some sort of ownership, media ownership chart to go with that. And then you might want something like a U.S. federal contractor registration list. What com- companies are U.S. federal contractor registered um, in case you want to, say, boycott Uncle Sam and what uh, the Uncle Sam military industrial complex is doing around the world? Well, you might want to start by boycotting these types of companies. But as you can see, this starts to become an overwhelming list. And a lot of these companies, <coughs> the question is, are you are you supporting them? I mean, can you can you boycott some of these companies? Are you really doing much um, with regards to Scholastic Book Company, for example? And if not, will your boycott really affect them? Can a boycott that is so diffuse that it encompasses hundreds, if not thousands of different corporations with tens of thousands of different brands and subsidiaries, can that be effective? Would it even be noticed? Um, yes, if millions, uh, tens of millions were all participating and all 100% on board with all of these uh, boycotts and all of these brands, perhaps some change could happen, but it would be uh, uh, nebulous. It would be difficult to track down what is actually happening unless there was an organized political movement behind it, which I'm looking around, I'm not seeing that taking place in a mass level. I think perhaps what we have here is a situation where we have the cart before the horse. We have things the wrong way around. So we're looking at it as a boycott movement. Is there a list of things that we can boycott? Let's get all these companies and let's put them on a list and we won't buy anything from any of these. Where perhaps what we need is the mirror image of that. Not a boycott, but a boycott. So for those who don't know, a boycott, of course, is when we have a company or a list of companies or an industry or a product that or a service that we do not do not want to buy and will not purchase from to make a political point or a social point or because we don't agree with the aims or agendas of this or that corporation etc okay straightforward enough but again with I mean, other than perhaps something like the Montgomery bus boycott which still resonates in political and historical thought but How many more examples of that can you really think of having that kind of drastic social change? Uh, Not that many. And those that do spring to mind aren't really of the same sort. I mean, I think, for example, how BGH, bovine growth hormone, the genetically modified monstrosities that that were being pumped into the, uh, the dairy supply in the United States and elsewhere in the 1990s, for example, did get removed from the food supply, but not really because of some sort of organized protest movement and a boycott and some sort of conscious political campaign, so much as people just didn't want that, they didn't trust it, they didn't like the idea of it. If it said BGH on it, people treated it more as a warning sticker than as something, hey, I I want this. So they avoided it until the point at which Walmart and Kroger's and others had to say, okay, we'll, don't worry, we'll, we'll take it out, we won't buy from those, those sources, we won't buy that sort of milk. So it can, uh, that, that sort of conscious buying uh, intention can have an effect, but in that case, it wasn't really a movement or something. It was just a spontaneous outgrowth of the decisions that people were making. And I think that perhaps points the way towards the boycott phenomenon, i.e. not 
choosing not to support or not to buy from these particular companies or, or not buying these types of products, but in choosing intentionally to buy from these types of companies, from these types of businesses, from these individuals, these types of products, these types of services, supporting what you do want rather than focusing on those things that you will refuse or that you will try to avoid. Um, because it does put us in that austerity mentality that I think ultimately the social engineers would love us to have, that we have to deny ourselves the things that we are, the, the, those lovely McDonald's hamburgers that we really want. We have to somehow deny ourselves that, but only to make a political point and only until they change their menu or something. No, 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 no. It should be more about what do we actually want. And if we put our intentions that way, we can help to build up local communities and uh, and local farmers markets and, and other ways of actually uh, transacting to get what we actually want in the world, rather than trying to, trying to avoid the temptation of these things that, oh, otherwise, if they weren't on board with this agenda, I'd be buying their crap. Um, doesn't seem like the right, the right way to put this. So then the question becomes, rather than some sort of organized boycott list of all these companies that we should be trying to avoid, are there lists of products, services, companies that we should be buying from? We should be directing our time and attention to so that we can help to grow those alternatives. And uh, again, I think the question of scale is one that would be difficult to overcome. Um, I'm here in Japan. Th this listener is who, uh, who knows where in the world, America or Germany or Timbuktu or wherever, and you listening to me are somewhere else entirely. Uh, so a worldwide sort of, this is a list of companies we should be buying from, probably wouldn't make much sense. This is the type of thing that has to be at least a regional, if not a local sort of phenomenon. On that, in that regard, are there local things in your area um, of support networks of various kinds? And there may be. Um, I will... I will mention, for example, I remember uh, reading an email uh, in the, uh, the talking about the global protest movement that was that is happening that is not being reported on on Solutions Watch several weeks ago, where I did read an email from someone who said that those warnings, you know, in the local newspaper, oh, this this company, this, this store is allowing people in without masks or that sort of thing, and this person noting, oh, that that isn't a warning for me to stay away from that store. That's an invitation for me to go shop at that store and to support that business. Um, which is one way of looking at it. So I suppose e even if there is some sort of oh these th this is a this is a vile anti-mask business that we and so we can't support that. It, it, even if there's a list like that, you can use it as a flip side as a well this is a boycott list. I should be supporting these these businesses. Um, but I, even if there is no such list, there should be one. And I hereby deputize you. Yes, you to be the point man or woman in your area to make such a list happen, to put it together, to find businesses that are worthy of support. Um, but again, however you particularly choose to define that, and hopefully you make that very apparent when you put this list together. But uh, I think this should be happening, and it should be happening on every scale in every community. Um, so you, yes, you, Chuck, Chuck McChuck Chuck of uh, Vagerville, Alberta, and... Angus McAngus in Glasgow and you Dieter Wienerwiener in Vienna and everyone everywhere else, you are now the point man or woman to make that list happen in your area and to get the word about that list out in any and every way that you can to support your local your local growers, your local businesses, uh, people who are on board with the freedom reality rather than this 
uh, anti-freedom agenda that's being pushed on us. People who have, are vowing they will never accept the vaccine passports and whatever. Um, absolutely, those are the businesses that we need to be supporting so that there is something, there is some sort of economy that can maintain, that we can help to sustain that will be outside of this system of control that's coming in. And uh, please... Uh, use this as your cue to say in the <laughs> comment section that James, we're never going to escape this, and it's a, a foregone conclusion. Okay, great. Well, anyway, for the rest of us, uh, we will be supporting those businesses and others that are uh, counteracting this agenda. So that list should be uh, should exist, and there are a couple of templates that at least that we can use, hopefully, to try to understand what that would look like. And one of them that I will direct you to is one that I've mentioned a couple of times when talking about this boycott idea, which was an app put together by the Non-GMO Project. And I'll, of course, direct you to nongmoproject.org so you can find out more about the Non-GMO Project and what it is and what it's seeking to do, but also to their shopping guide app, which I am not... As with everything on Solutions Watch, I am not giving you any sort of personal, hey, this is James Corbett approved. I am not. I do not use this app. I'm pretty sure it would not work for me here in Japan. But anyway, I give you zero guarantee about this, but I'm just putting it out there as a potential for what some sort of boycott list or guide might look like. And in this case, apparently you go to the store, you scan the barcode, it comes up with a list of brands that are... Uh, that should not be purchased or that should be purchased and you make your shopping decisions that way um, based on, for example, the amount of GM, GM materials that are in their products. Um, so that's that's an example of what this could be. Again, I don't make any claims for this app. I've never used it. And it, I note that it does have a lot of one-star reviews, but I think it's unfortunately a lot. <laughs> uh, people like Proud Shill for Science. This app perpetuates falsehood and pseudoscience. Everything the NGMO, non-GMO project claims is false. So there's a lot of, I mean, I wouldn't trust any of those uh, reviews necessarily at face value. But anyway, um, that, that might be an example of the type of thing that we're looking for. Another a template that I will uh, direct your attention to, but again, definitely not as this is the thing we need to be using, guys. But there is a Bicot app called Bicot.com. It says vote with your wallet. And now over a million people taking action every day. And again, similarly, you can scan barcodes and see if this company that you're purchasing from is on a list, either as a company that should be purchased from or shouldn't, based on a, a various campaigns that you can subscribe to. And when you join a campaign, I am given to understand, again, I do not use this app, but I'm given to understand you join a campaign, it will have a list of companies that should or shouldn't be purchased from, and you can make your purchasing decisions that way. Um, but I will note that the trending campaigns on Bicot.com are not probably the type of campaigns that Corporate Report listeners will want to join. Um, things about boycotting the NRA, boycotting Trump products, boycotting income inequality, what that means. So there is a pro-GMO or pro-right-to-know uh, campaign. So there are certain things that maybe that maybe it's useful. But anyway, I think that idea is certainly something that should, could, would be used, utilized by people who are interested in this, in actually purchasing things that they want to purchase from from businesses and individuals that they want to support. There should be something like this. And surely, surely there are some coders or other people in the crowd that could make an app along 
reality lines happen, boycott, you know, boycott uh, local growers and boycott GMO products, something along those lines. If it doesn't exist, it should exist. So hopefully I can put this out into the ether and someone can make this happen. But at any rate, as I say, you are now the deputy. You are now appointed the head of your local area to, to source, to find out what is in your local area that should be supported. Can you make such a list? And then get it out. Of course, you are invited to leave it in the corporate report comment section, for example, if you're a corporate report member, but perhaps more importantly, in whatever online and offline communities are in your local area that local residents look to for information about shopping and other things, you should be advertising it there and saying, hey, look, here's a list of businesses we should be supporting and hopefully getting the word out that way. I think this is an important aspect of it because every single day we are making decisions about what to support with our dollars, pesos, yen, or assorted other uh, national fiat currencies, we are feeding the beast. Or we are helping to support those things that we want to grow. And it is a choice that we make, and we must take personal responsibility for that. So I thank you, KT, for bringing this to the table. I think it is important. Although, as I say, I think rather than thinking about boycotting as the solution, I think we should think about boycotting and thinking about what we're directing our energy towards. This isn't some sort of austerity mentality of I must deprive myself of my precious cheeseburger. It should be towards, hey, I can buy this lovely grown vegetable produce from from someone that I know and can physically shake hands with and whose fields I can see every day. That's the, I think, the more the ideal we need to be striving towards and uh, creating the world that we want. So I will leave these ideas on the table, but as always, it is up to you when, how, and if to implement them in your local area and in what way. But I hope you do report back with what is going on in your community or what you are starting in your community. And again, if there are any... uh, coders or other technologically inclined people in the in, in the crowd who can make some sort of app towards these ends happen go buy them out by all means go for it put it up on github see if there's any traction there um we're gonna leave it there for today but i think this is an important uh, conversation that we've opened up today and i hope to revisit again in the future that's going to do it for this exploration i am james corbett of corporate looking forward to talking to you again very shortly <laughs>